And today we've got Brett Hall with us, Stephen Pritchard, taking a bit of a break. And uh, what's on the menu for today, Brett? Uh, today we're going to do commodities, uh, the market, a quick market update as well. Um, we're going to talk to Henry Jennings and talk about uh, the market, um, some of the indices and um, some specific stocks. And then after that, we're going to have a chat about uh, your credit rating and your credit score, uh, what those are and what things are, what impacts those. It's Thursday Finance and Brett Hall with us today. Now, Brett, everybody I think has had some experience of scams one way or another, but there mm-hmm. seem to be more than ever around at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. It, um, there, there seems to be more and I think they're getting uh, more clever. I think uh, we've had two um, instances in our office where clients have been subjected to quite serious um, scams. Uh, one client of ours um, actually had tax returns lodged on her behalf um, by a fraudster and uh, significant refunds were generated which went into bank accounts uh, not in her name. So it uh, created quite a significant burden on her to to basically try and rectify that with the tax office and you know a lot of things had to be locked down um, so yeah they are clever and and I think uh, it probably serves as a good reminder to to always be wary um, you know yes I mean it's hard to see how she could have or he could have got round that setup oh absolutely so at some point they've uh, the fraudster has gained gained access to the personal details um, and been able to, to lodge the returns. Um, Including the tax file number. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's really, uh, I guess, uh, um, important to remember to, to not disclose your tax file number under any circumstances unless absolutely necessary. And, um, and as an example, when, when you're applying for a loan with the bank, when you supply your tax return, if required to substantiate your application with the bank, you can take you know, cross out the tax file or hide the tax file number on your um, tax return. The bank would already have details of your tax file number from from previous identity um, or set up. So, you know, just when, I guess, supplying documents that have your tax file number attached, you know, take you know, block it out so it can't be seen. That's good advice, yes, because chasing it is much harder. <laughs> oh, yeah, to, to, to clean up the mess afterwards after there's been, you know, identity, identity theft or... Um, you know, or a potential breach of it where someone has, has obtained it and attempting to use it, mm. um, you know, then having to go and, and sort that out can take a lot, a lot of time. Yes. Well, let's think about gold because it's always nice yes. to think about gold. <laughs> How is gold travelling yeah. at the moment? So the gold price is up. Um, so it's currently trading at $2,042. Um, and the other commodities are down this week. Um and then, should we move on to the Australian market? It's been well, the Australian market, yeah, it's um, it's breaking new new ground. Is yeah, it? that's right. So it's surpassed the, the previous high of November seventeen. Um, we'll have a chat to Henry about the Australian market and where it's at. But it's up again this morning, and um, it was it was it's been in the news today, obviously. And you know, we listened to the news just a few minutes ago, and it was mentioned there. So the Australian market has continued to do strong today. The all ordinaries uh, before I left was at six thousand eight hundred and sixty two. So it's up one. Over over one percent uh, today. So, well, does that mean seven thousand might be in sight before the end of the year? Yeah. Well, look, there, there's definitely, um, you know, with with interest rates being, um, you know, reduced, and and the government um, expectation of you know infrastructure and and some spending to um, stimulate the economy, obviously, you know, helps with the market, and and also, I mean, you know, with interest rates going down for for those people that have term deposits or money on deposit, you're not getting a very good return. So, you know, I guess some investors are looking to 
to, to invest that in, in areas um, such as the market, you know, the ASX, um, you know, some of the blue chip stocks to to get a dividend yield um, to provide them a better return than what they would get on their cash in the bank. Um, so, so is it a similar story around the world with the other markets? Yeah, look, so in, in the US um, at the moment, the market is also, if we look at it just tonight or last night, um, was also up um, almost 1%. So it's um, uh, at 3,019. I mean... Um, you know the um, the the U.S. market. I mean, it, it's a bit of a, a mixed bag, and even even in Australia, I mean, there's there's varying opinions about where our economy really is at. Um, you know, I guess none of us can predict what the near future holds, but um, you know, it's it's interesting times, that's for sure. Mm, yes, uh, and some of the stocks that locals yeah. are often have an interest in. Yeah, of course. Um, so BHP. Um, so all all of our, I guess, interest stocks, as we call them, are um, are up on on last week. So BHP is at forty one dollars thirty three. The Commonwealth Bank is at eighty two dollars thirty five. Uh, our um, NHF, which is NIV Health Funds, it's up at $8.10, so doing very, very well at the moment. Um, and Telstra is at $3.86. Um, and lastly, petrol prices. Ah, petrol prices, yeah. We're, <laughs> that's where it actually comes home to roost, doesn't it? Yeah, the that's pocket. right. Yeah, so, going? Uh, yeah, so this week it's actually uh, cheaper for unleaded in Newcastle than it is in Sydney by $0.05. Cents. So $1.44 in Newcastle, $1.49. Uh, per litre for unleaded in Sydney, and diesel uh, the other way around, more expensive in Newcastle, a dollar forty-eight and a dollar forty-five in Sydney. And time on Thursday finance for our market update with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, senior market commentator. And uh, of course, Brett, over to you. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Henry, or afternoon, good rather. Morning. So the, the Australian market, Henry, is uh, has has had a good run, and we've hit hit an all-time high. So close, so close. Um, well, the All Ords has, has been smashed. The All Ords all-time high has been smashed. The uh, ASX 200, we are so close, it's not funny. The all-time high was reached back in November 2007 when you could buy a house in Sydney for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while and mm. have changed, but we are 6,800 just about, and the yep. all-time high is 6,828. So another day like today, and we will be doing it, um, yeah, this week. Mm-hmm. Well, we can do it tomorrow. Yep. So that would be cause for celebration, I guess. Yeah. And I, I guess, uh, you know, the reasons for that, um, I guess, is, is probably a combination of, a, of, of several factors, would you say? Um, one overriding factor there is no alternative. Mm. Um, it's just, it's, it's purely at the moment very much a function of interest rates yeah. um, and the fact that there is very few alternatives mm-hmm. to getting any kind of uh, positive yield, not just in the ASX but in the US and, and anywhere really at the moment yeah. uh, as we rush down the, the, uh, the plug hole of uh, negative interest rates around the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pure, it's certainly not being driven necessarily by profits, yep. um, although um, certainly our mining sector has um, enjoyed some uh, some good times due to the iron ore and the gold price and mm-hmm. commodity prices. But, yep. um, yeah, you'd, you'd have to imagine that it's you know, the banking sector, which makes up 30% of our market, they're not going to be seeing extraordinary profits any time in the next three to four years. Yep. Um, and 
same with retailing. So um, it's we've got some tech wonders and we've got some resources and, mm-hmm. and banks. I guess it's just because of those big fat dividend yields. Yep. It's just driving uh, asset prices globally higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. So when you say um, no other alternatives, you mean for investors uh, chasing a, a return on their money in terms of... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw that Commonwealth Bank have now got uh, one of their super saver accounts yields uh, 0.15%. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's not really going to feed you um, in, your, in your dotage. Yes. Um, so you, you, you do need to, uh, to move up the risk curve and to, um, to embrace equities and other assets that mm-hmm. are paying a high yield in order to uh, live, thrive and survive. Yep. And at what, at what point do you think that, that, uh, uh, that breaks? I mean, you know, obviously <laughs> assets become overvalued and there's panic. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I think um, that is the big question, isn't it? At what price does it? Um, there's all the bad news um, on the global economy and downgrades and trade wars and global tensions, etc. Um, actually, become bad news rather than just an excuse for um, the Fed or the RBA to cut rates. And that is the, the sixty-four thousand dollar question, which at the moment um, remains um, unanswered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of likened it to um, the driving along in a car and you, you get some weird noises coming from the engine, but you're just kind of happy to turn the music up on the stereo <laughs> and, 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 and do the, um, do, do the headbang to Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever um, and quietly ignore the, uh, the loud rumblings that are coming from the engine because at some stage you will find there's a grinding of, um, of gears and mm. uh, the engine will seize, yep. but um, you can go for several hundred thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Um, with with weird noises coming out of your engine, I, I'm, yeah. I know I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's my own car, but then sometimes they do spectacularly um, uh, remind you that uh, metal on metal is not always good. Yeah. So you mentioned um, some of the resource stocks have um, you know been doing doing well. So Newcrest, um, its output beat their expectations. Yeah, well, Newcrest obviously has been uh, doing relatively uh, well. The, the gold price has been uh, has been very strong in Aussie dollar terms. Um, yep. It's up to around two thousand and forty odd um, yep. dollars. Two thousand and forty-two. Yep. Two thousand and forty-two. So yeah, they they had some good gold production. Newcrest, I guess, has been a bit of a um, bit of a dog for a long time, and it, you yeah. know, it was around twenty bucks not long ago. Um, but of course, the gold price has really helped. They've had production up six percent this year. Copper's going well as well. Um, they're all in sustaining costs, which are the key to all these uh, gold producers. Is how much it costs them to get the the stuff out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, was down around uh, ten or twelve percent last year. So that that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so production up. Um, cost of getting them out of the ground down, killer combo, yeah. and um, you know although they're down a little bit today, it's um, it's been a, a pretty good run for um, for Newcrest overall, mm-hmm. as it has with a lot of these companies. I mean, this time last year Newcrest were twenty bucks, yeah. now they're thirty four bucks. So yeah. you know it's it's been uh, it's been a, a good ride for gold companies. Yeah, and Fortescue as well posted a record um, yeah. shipments for the last quarter. Yeah, well, Fortescue, um, you know, you know, these guys are awash with cash. Um, they uh, they did pose those record shipments, which was obviously good. Um, they had a little bit of a disruption because of uh, Cyclone Veronica, 
Um, but their cash costs, again, it comes down to how much it costs to get the dirt out of the ground. Um, they were down. Uh, they were down from just around 13 and a half bucks US and wet, wet metric tons mm-hmm. um, to uh, $12.78. Uh, so costs coming down. They've been very generous with the dividend structure of things. Um, they have got tons and tons of cash. I think they've got uh, $1.9 billion sitting on the balance sheet in cash. Mm-hmm. They do have $4 billion in debt, so they've got a net $2.1 billion. And importantly for shareholders, they've said that they will pay out um, between, I think it was, let me just uh, check, I think between 50 to 80% of the full year net profit after tax. So that's quite a big range, but I suspect um, with all this cash burning a hole in their pockets, they will be quite generous. Uh, The iron ore price has come off in the last couple of days, so uh, they're under a bit of pressure at the moment, down to 827 Yep. Um, certainly, you know, they, they, these guys have still been doing very, very well. There's a lot of, um, I guess, media around uh, house prices and saying that there's a recovery. Yeah. Now, I guess we're interested to get your thoughts on uh, the way I, I guess I look at it is that uh, it seems to be a lot of people probably holding off from selling because they're waiting to see what happens with the market. And I guess people don't feel like selling their property for less than what they would have got, uh, you know, a year ago. So there probably is a bit of a shortage in supply, and that's what the agents are saying. And and so they're sort of talking that around into a recovery. Um, You know, is is it is it agents talk? Is it genuine in your your view in in terms of the property market? Is it domain trying to get advertising revenue? Yeah, I'm not really um, an expert on the, on the property market. I, I try and stick to equities, but certainly, you know, anecdotally, it does seem to have at least stabilised. There is a shortage of stock, as you as you say, um, and um, but it, it, it certainly seems to be a little bit better. I think you know the banks freeing up some of that um, that borrowing capacity for people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably helping, yep. um, and certainly anecdotally. What you know, when you talk to, uh, I've got a friend who's a mortgage broker, and he's, you know, he's still seeing that there are um, blockages in the in the um, in the credit of the banks are, are giving, but yep. um, it is better than it was. Yep. So I think that's. I think we've stopped falling, and all those predictions, those dire predictions, that seem to flood the newspaper. Um, daily about the end of the world and 20% down from Shane um, Oliver and people like that seems yep. to have um, dissipated a little bit so that that's obviously taken some of the, the pressure off, off the barbecue stopper on mm-hmm. house prices. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and uh, so just then moving back to the equities market, so fund manager Magellan, uh, their share price um, hit a at all-time high after some some good results from their funds under management or growth of? Yes. Do, do you, here's a, here's a, a scary statistic. Magellan Financial Group mm-hmm. are up 8,100% wow. since the low of the GFC. Mm. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely extraordinary. So, yeah, it's... Uh, they, they've, they've just been a, a machine as far as pulling money into the um, to the business goes. Yep. So um, it, it's been um, it's been an extraordinary success story, and of course, Hamish Douglas has got very very rich along yes. the way. So I think he's um, a billionaire. I read. Oh, I read. plus yes, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, at the rate it's going, he's uh, likely to be a, a double if yeah. he's not 
careful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it has been extraordinary for, uh, for Magellan. They're $61 now. Um, and I just go, it just goes to show that if, if you, um, with funds management, the, the whole business is, is about um, is getting relatively good performance mm-hmm. and then really good marketing. Yep. And, uh, and these guys have been very good at marketing their performance. Even last year when lots of people were suffering, their, their performance wasn't fantastic, um, but it certainly wasn't bad, and it was you know, one of the best-performing funds yep. around. But um, and they've just used that and leveraged that to, um, to, to great effect, and it's just been growing ever since. Funds under management just continue to grow. grow. Yeah, he's done very well. We actually had him in the studio here about 10 years ago when, he, when they okay. were early starting out. Um, and interviewed him about uh, about Magellan at the time. So he's okay. done very well since since those since that beginning. <laughs> I don't think he would come he, he talks very kindly about you guys as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I guess a bit of an Australian icon. So Arnott's and Campbell's Soup is looking to be to be sold. Um, uh, yes. If it gets uh, gets approved for a significant. I don't see why it should really get a, get a, get approved. Really, I, I yeah. would imagine that it's a, a pretty much a, an easy one for the uh, the regulator. They've probably got harder ones to um, to mm-hmm. worry about. It's two point two billion uh, dollar US sale price. Um, this is from uh, KKR, the barbarians yes. at the gate. Um, so yeah, it's I guess um, it's it's not been a an Australian-owned company for some time. Yes. So, um, um, but it's got a very venerable history going back 170 odd years so mm-hmm. um, yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, how it all works out yeah because from from what I understand they're they're looking at doing you know being active with it um, you know trying to obviously they're going to restructure it a little bit internally and and I think also try and bolster the sales with some some new products well, and things I would, I would have thought they've been pretty active up till now haven't yeah. they Campbell's with um, mm-hmm. right, there, there must be a, a thousand varieties now Tim <laughs> I mean, everything you could possibly imagine has been stuck in a Tim Tam. <laughs> That's true. From the, from the days when it was just a, a chalky Tim Tam. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's changed out of sight. So um, how many more? I guess maybe they could then do that with other um, products okay. in their range. Well. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, no, good, good stuff. Yeah. All right, Henry. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Always a pleasure, Brett. Thanks. Yeah. And we'll talk to you again next week. Henry Jennings from Marcus Today Financial Newsletter, our senior market commentator, with our market update. Thursday, finance and credit rating. Well, I think we probably all have one, do we, Brett Hall? Yes, we do. Ah, yeah. So, How do we know about it? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's something you can uh, you can access. Um, if you, you know, do a quick Google search, you'll you'll find some providers. Um, so you know, my credit file is, is a is a site where you can get access to um, to your, your credit file and um, your, your credit rating. So your and credit, does that cost a lot to do that? Well, no, so you can actually obtain that for free. Right. Um, I believe you can get um, access once a year for free yourself mm-hmm. um, or you can pay a fee um, to to get access okay. um, as well. So if you use up that and you want to check it again, then you can pay a fee to, um, to get access to it. So you can also, there's a service where you can pay um, so that you're updated if there is any change to your credit file. Yeah. You get an, e- an email to notify you that there's there's been either an inquiry or an update or a change to your credit file. So yeah. there's various services out there to, to enable you to keep on top of it because it is, it is important. So your credit rating 
is uh, is a number based upon analysis of your credit file. So it's a number that exists between zero and, and 1,200, um, and that number is used by um, credit providers in, in, I guess, assessing your your, your worthiness to, to lend to. Um, and it can have um, impacts on you. So you may be declined credit because of your credit rating or you may pay a higher interest rate, as an example, because of your um, credit rating. Um, so it's important to, to keep an eye on because sometimes, you know, if you might move address, um, you know, an old um, an old bill such as a phone account or, a, you know, can, can, can go unpaid and that can end up on your credit file. Uh, which then obviously has a a um, detrimental impact on your on your credit rating. So those things can be rectified, but it takes time and energy, and that sort of I guess links back to us talking about at the beginning of the program fraud and you know impacts um, you know things that can impact um, you know, I guess your your profile and you know, can sometimes be very difficult to to fix those up. So to be proactive is um, is good. Mm. And so keeping an eye on your credit file is, is important. Will help keep that intact. Yeah, that's so right. How how is your credit rating calculated? Yeah, so um, so based upon your credit file. So the, your credit file um, is a history of, of um, credit information. And um, so I actually um, quickly printed my credit file out um, before coming into to basically enable me to say well, what, what things are in your credit file, obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, the type of things. So it's got your personal information. It's got history of... Uh, the uh, borrowings that you have had in the past and your current borrowings. So it basically is a is a, a file. It details um, you know your, your residential addresses, your history um, from from where you've lived. So these are this this information is collated from um, you know from from applications that you've done. So if you apply for credit, then that actually ends up on your um, on your file. So for example, if you were to um, apply for a new credit card, a home loan, or a personal loan. Um, those things end up um, on your on your credit file. So um, it also details any of your um, you know uh, current employment positions or historical, and then also any things like directorship. So if you're a director of companies, it also details that. So what sort of um, I guess is also interesting on there is that um, you know credit cards as an example, your, your credit file actually reports on whether you have actually met your monthly commitments on your credit cards. So um, you know obviously that's valuable information for for any new provider that's looking to um, to offer you credit or, or a loan. They want to see that you know do you do you pay on time. So it's important obviously to to make sure that you you do keep on top of those monthly commitments because. You know, not doing so actually shows up on your on your credit file. So, who are the sorts of people who might be applying to see if you see what your credit rating is? Um, uh, a, a credit union, um, bank, building society. Um, if you know, you're wanting to American make a Express. big, yeah. If okay. if you're yeah, if you're going to apply for a for a new um, a new loan or a new credit card, yes. Um, you know, might be um, could be you know like a going to Harvey Norman and applying for finance for, for um, you know, consumer finance, um, those sorts of things. Right, okay, so, so anybody, yes, <laughs> basically. That, that's right. So the, the, so obviously, um, you know, your, your credit score is, is impacted also by things like your age. Um. Thursday Finance and Brett Hall with us today, and we're talking about credit ratings and your credit file. Now, 
we're just about to look at the sort of things that can impact your credit rating and mm-hmm. I suppose bring it down or bring it up. <laughs> yes, that, that's right. So things that can bring it down are, I guess, um, adverse events. So uh, not paying um, your um, payments on time or not paying a, a liability at all. And a, a good example is that I guess I come across on a regular basis is, um, you know, a, a phone bill that either went unpaid and, you know, sometimes that occurs because of moving address or something like that or um, – and then that ends up on the on the credit file. So, um, yet, and again, as I said before, you know, making your monthly commitments on time, um, not, not paying those on time um, – does does uh, have an impact so you know there's other things so as i said before age can be um have an have an impact on on that credit rating um you know so if you're younger it's better or yeah look or it's not it, so good yeah look it it could i mean um yes i mean generally so um and and someone that's older in age um you know say retirement age will have, have an, it has an impact on the on the credit rating because um you know in terms of perceived for for lending purposes um you know generally not working anymore or, or the the uh, the working uh, career is probably coming to an end and the ability you know to to repay that um because of income generally not always but um you know that's just what it's perceived to be and that's how, how it impacts the, the the rating as such so um, yes, yeah, so and then good things that obviously to to build up your file is you know obviously um, yes having having lending and borrowing and paying paying those um, on time consistently um, you know reducing your your liabilities so if you have a you know for example a credit card um, with a, a limit which you don't actually need uh, to be that high then you know reducing your your, your limits so your liabilities. Um, can also have a positive impact and you know with the changes to um, lending um, that we've seen um, in in the market you know there's it's quite common now that uh, a lot of the banks are requesting you know, for home loan, during home loan applications looking at uh, requesting people to reduce those credit card limits um, because you know the, the value even though you you may pay every time on month every sorry pay on time every month your, your credit card liability the fact that you can or have access to that credit um, has an impact on on your credit rating, um, so therefore, you know, reducing that liability. Or, and what I'm saying is, seeing where the banks are requesting, or the the uh, the building societies, the lenders are requesting that credit uh, that access to credit is reduced um, to approve a loan. Right. Uh, so, are there any other good tips we need to go for getting a good credit rating? Uh, keeping an eye on it is is, is really important. Yeah. So, you know, because you, I guess for a lot of people, they don't find out that they have an issue with their credit file until they actually apply, and then it can be a little bit embarrassing potentially. Um, you know, especially if if it was accidental, um, and then there's a, you know that time commitment to to get it repaired. Um, if it was, for example, if you're late or not paying on a on a on a bill or a liability. Um, you know, it can be you can contact um, the the provider and get them to remove it if you know if there's um, reason to show. And sometimes it's just actually paying the outstanding debt that you had that you have that you didn't know you were aware of, and they can then um, you know fix it on your credit file. But that all takes time. And if you're yeah. out to get a loan in a short period of time, sometimes it can take you know it'll delay the process. Mm. So does the government set this up? Yeah. So um, so you to get access to your um to your to your credit file you go through an agency so right um okay. yeah so look if you if you do a quick yeah. search you'll find them find them out. find them that they do it for you and yep they'll provide the agency well they're not government they will provide it once for free thank you very much brett hall and that's your credit rating and thursday finance we're back with you uh next thursday after the midday news on to a new rfm 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.